Yeah, very good morning to you. This Friday, the 17th of November, 2023, I'm the BBG. How are you doing? Hope you're well this Friday morning. It's a miserable old cold old morning in Salford. It's pretty grim. I spent uh, 90 minutes in the park with the puppies and it really felt wintry this morning. I don't know about you. don't know if you're stupid enough to be in the park at 5am. Yes, usually creeps you find in the park at five o'clock in the morning anyway. Yeah, it's good. All is good here as usual. I'm going to now have a look at the front pages of the UK dailies before looking inside. And uh, as usual, there are some interesting pieces, interesting stories in the papers. We will today start with the Daily Telegraph. The headline on the front page is Braverman, my plan to get Rwanda flights off the ground. Now, the former Home Secretary Suella Braverman continues to dominate the newspaper front pages this uh, Friday, as she has done for the last few days, uh, or featured prominently, maybe, is probably better than dominate. Um, the Daily Telegraph is running a story on Braverman's plans to get Rwanda flights off the ground. It runs her full plan inside the paper. Braverman is gone. I don't know if she understands this. She's gone. She isn't the Home Secretary any longer. This, of course, is all to do with the UK Supreme Court ruling that taking asylum seekers and flying them to, to Rwanda is unlawful. Yes. The front page of the Telegraph also features a photograph of the former Prime Minister David Cameron. He's been in Kiev, or Kiev, whichever one you fancy, on his first mission as Foreign Secretary. The headline is Model Diplomat. Also on the front page, this will affect some of our listeners. We have lady listeners of all ages. NHS suggests talking therapy for menopause flushes. So if the menopause is something that is impacting upon your life, lady, ladies, the Telegraph might be of interest to you today. The Guardian, senior female staff report sexual assault and harassment at MOD. So the Guardian is reporting that 60 female uh, staff, senior staff, have written a letter alleging sexual assault and harassment from male colleagues at the Ministry of Defence. Now, a statement from the Ministry of Defence inside the Guardian says it is, quote, deeply concerned by the complaints and is taking action to tackle the issues raised by the 60 women. That is the Guardian, okay? The Metro, we failed... Let me start again. We failed stalked murder victim. This is about the murder of Gracie Spinks, a 23-year-old woman who was stabbed to death by her stalker. You might have followed the case on the news. Um, A senior officer has admitted that she was let down. That's uh, the Metro. The Times, look for a job or lose free NHS medicines. The the Tories, oft referred to as the nasty party. Well, this is about the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt and what might be mentioned in his autumn statement, right? It's uh, proposals to strip some benefit claimants who refuse to look for a job or undertake work experience. Um, It'll strip them of the right to free NHS prescriptions, dental care, and help with energy bills. Punitive measures for those not deemed to be looking 
for a job, to be doing all they can to get a job or even to take work experience which might enhance their prospects of getting a job in the future. We might come back to that in a minute. As the Daily Mirror, Christine Keeler's son, I'll clear mum's name. Well, I don't have to tell you who Christine Keeler was. The Profumo affair, the big scandal in the 1960s. Um, her son is uh, featured in the Daily Mirror today, front page, that um, he uh, reckons that uh, she could be cleared of perjury due to new evidence. Yeah, you might be interested in that. Mirror.co.uk. As the Daily Express uh, leads with a photograph on the front page of a Palestine, uh, a free Palestine protester, a protester, a, a activist, standing on a monument in London and the Daily Express headline is to accompany this photograph is we must end this desecration of our war dead, right? Uh, MPs are demanding, says the Express, that protesters who, quote, trample over the sacred memory of our war dead be charged. Um, The Royal Artillery Memorial in Hyde Park is featured and there is a guy with a free Palestine placard standing atop that particular memorial. Financial Times hunt eyes inheritance and business tax cuts in bid to lift Tory poll ratings. Yes, you see, the, while the least often society are being threatened by Jeremy Hunt as the Chancellor, right? The least off. If I feel that you're not doing what what it takes to get a job, I'm going to cut your benefits and make life even more difficult for you. Soft target, right? While he's doing that to the worst off in the country, he's telling the wealthiest people in the country, we'll give you tax cuts, business rate cuts, and we'll give you inheritance tax cuts as well so you get to keep more of your millions. That's the Tories. The Sun. It's PC gone mad. Cops warned saying policeman is illegal. Whether this is true or not, I have no idea. The Sun leads with the story about a police force warning staff that using the word policeman could be breaking the law because not all police officers are men. As the Daily Mail leads with unelected lords plot to block Rwanda law that could end scenes like this. Okay, photographs of people on a migrant boat in the English Channel on Thursday and uh, the mail is alleging that the Lords might come to Rishi Sunak's rescue and uh, be able to circumnavigate the Supreme Court ruling and finally put a stop to boats coming. I've said this too many times but I'll say it again, any government that wants to stop people coming in to the country illegally or, or otherwise can do it very simply. Border force exists, they only have to use it. As the I paper, new benefits crackdown, if jobless don't accept work, we've had that. The star, the Daily Star, the plank of England. It's a story on the front page of the Daily Star, about an economist at the Bank of England who has suggested that recent pay rises across the UK could risk fueling inflation. That's the story on the front of the Daily Star. Now let's have a look inside uh, the papers and see what there is to discuss. There's plenty to discuss today. The Telegraph, listen to this. Don't reduce trans debate to bodily parts. Nandy tells J.K. Rowling... Elisa Nandy is a Labour minister, of course. Wigan, she's from Wigan. She says that society will be ashamed in the future 
for the way trans women are currently being treated. Why has Nandy said this? Well, J.K. Rowling has been criticising Lisa Nandy of late, and Nandy has lashed out and responded to the criticism. What uh, Rowling said, Rowling, of course, wrote the Harry Potter books and other books under a pseudonym. Um, last month, uh, Rowling basically had a proper go at Nandy over Nandy's past support for sending trans women rapists men who rape women, basically, into female jails. Uh, Rowling said that Nandy was one of the biggest reasons many women on the left no longer trust the Labour Party. But Nandy is hit back today. Uh, Well, yesterday, it's being reported today, she hit back yesterday. She suggested history will be unkind to gender-critical feminists who believe identifying as female is not the same as being born a woman. Yes, you heard that right. Nandy reckons in the future, people who don't believe that somebody who identifies as a woman is the same as somebody who was born a woman, that it'll be a bad place for us in the future. Us, because obviously, people who say they are a woman, you know, with the male appendage, are obviously not the same as as people born women, as women born women. Anyway, as the Telegraph says, Starmer, the Labour leader, has hardened Labour's stance on gender to reject the concept of self-identification, but the party will reform equality laws to make it easier for people to change sex. You cannot change sex. It's impossible. You can say, well, I don't identify as female, I identify as male, my gender. You can say that, all right, but you cannot change sex. Yes, you can have your penis removed surgically, that's not changing your biological sex. That is self-mutilation and tantamount to fucking madness. For some, but for others, it's an important uh, transition. We've spoken about this on the programme before. We've had a transsexual woman on the Richie Allen show, I should say, not this programme, uh, before Diane, haven't we, who explained this, yes. Um, Nandy told journalists... Um, Yes, people can trust my party. It breaks my heart. We're rereading Harry Potter at the moment in my house with an eight-year-old who is absolutely Harry Potter obsessed. What that's got to do with anything is anybody's guess. She wants far less heat and far more light on the uh, discussion. And she says she speaks up so vocally in defence of transgender people. She says, because we're talking about one of the most discriminated groups, uh, sorry, discriminated against groups of human beings in our country. Bollocks. No pun intended. She said, "When I, I think when I look at the way we, re- we reduce that debate to things like bodily parts, I think when we look back in history, we're going to be utterly ashamed. Well, I won't be ashamed, love. I won't be ashamed. The Guardian. This is mad. Astounding is the headline. Alabama woman with two uteruses is pregnant in both wombs. I cannot believe that I pronounced the uteruses properly because I thought this morning I'll never be able to say that. Uteruses. Yes, a woman in Alabama, and this has been verified, very rare this, 0.3% of women, 0.3% of women are born with two uteruses, and uh, she's expecting baby girls in both wombs. She's got a girl in both wombs. So they're not twins, really. Is that right? I have to figure this out. We'll have to think about this. Uh, the woman's name is Kelsey Hatcher. She's uh, 32. She has three kids already. She was born with a rare uterine anomaly called uterus uterus didelphus. That's right, uterus didelphus, or two uteruses. Uh, she was not diagnosed with the condition until last spring when she discovered she was preggers in each uterus. She said to the Guardian, my husband almost didn't believe me. He said, you're lying. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> I've got the scan. 
Look at it. Look at it. Two babies, two uteruses. Yeah, zero point three percent of women can uh, can have this. Wonderful. Uh, a guy called Doctor Miller, who's an OBGYN. Remember that. Remember that George Bush idiot was president of the United States. Which one do you mean? I mean the second one, the son. Remember when he um, when he was giving a speech somewhere. And he was talking about healthcare, and he talked about, you know, operations for people, and he talked about access to hospitals. And then he said something like, "So OBGYNs," he says, "can practice, can practice their love with one another." <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> can practice delivering babies, dickhead. That's what you meant to say. But he said, "Practice their love." Yeah. So um, this guy Miller, that's a great job. It must be a great job gynecologist anyway reminds me of the old chubby brown gag well I'm not a gynecologist but I'll have a fucking good look at it for you chubby brown back in the Apollo 02 this winter the Apollo 02 in Manchester I wonder will there be protests outside the chubby brown gigs anyway get on with it Baldy the times workers can sue for stress judge suggests this is amazing now, this might be a precedent, a legal precedent, or at least a sorry, at least a tribunal precedent. Um, Britons who suffer work-related stress can sue their employers for disability discrimination, an employment judge has suggested, even if they have not been diagnosed with a mental illness by a doctor. Wow. Now, this raises the prospect, according to the Times, of a wave of disability discrimination claims related to stress at work, adding more pressure to the already overburdened tribunal system. So this is about Deborah Phillips as an NHS worker. Deborah, she's an NHS worker at an Iron Bevan University Health Board, which covers Gwent for NHS Wales for disability discrimination. And this hearing was held in Cardiff, and it was held to determine whether Phillips could be considered as disabled under the Equality Act of 2010. Disabled because of work-related stress and therefore entitled to, you know, to, um, oh, stop, Richie. What could you say she's entitled to? Well, that the company would have to make allowances. That's what I was trying to think of. It's Friday morning. It's Friday. It's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. So b basically the judge, who's, who's a guy called Robert Vernon, heard the arguments and said, yes, he was persuaded the woman had established that she had a disability for the purposes of the Equality Act 2010. Yes. So work-related stress is a disability and employers have to take this into consideration and make special dispensation for workers. This is mad. This has severe implications for companies, doesn't it? Up and down the country. Wow. Um, that story is in the Times if you want to read more on it. The Mirror. Uh, millions on universal credit to face strict new sanctions and welfare shake-up. Talked about this already. Uh, the reforms will be announced today. The penalties will apply to people sanctioned for more than six months who also face their claims being closed. Digital tools will be used to track people, to track their attendance at job fairs and interviews under a toughened sanctions regime. This is part of the UK government's back to work plan. It's just stressing you. Speaking of stress, you know, it's just imposing more stress and more hardship on people who are already uh, struggling. As I've said already, I won't continue down this road because I, I talked about it already. Giving tax cuts to the best off people, to the richest people in the country, while screwing those with the least. It is the Tory mantra, isn't it? As the Telegraph, GB News launches paywall as ad boycott continues. This is interesting because this is a much wider issue. 
about how free speech is being attacked, really, and how how certain groups of people try to go after people um, by demonetizing them, by defunding them, right? So if you don't like what somebody is saying, and if you know somebody's working in the media, uh, if somebody's got an independent media outlet, and they're you know, opening up um, avenues for discussions around things that are normally banned, right? Well, one of the ways to go after people who do that is to try to demonetize them. This has happened, of course, to the Richie Allen show many a time, PayPal, you know the story and all of that, right? So apparently advertisers continue to boycott GB News and this is a big problem for them, apparently. And because of that, it has launched an online paywall to try to try and bring in new revenue streams over this advertising boycott. It's over, offering three membership tiers, charged at five quid, ten quid, and twenty quid a month. Right. The interesting part about this is that uh, GB News lost thirty million pounds in the first year, and its advertising revenue is less than three million pounds a year. Now, those numbers, well, you might think three million quid is a lot of money in advertising revenue. It isn't. It is not. Um, I remember, G, uh, sorry, TPV Television back in London in 2013, 2014, began with a crowdfunding initiative which brought in around about 350,000 pounds. Most of the money was gone in about four or five weeks. Yeah. In... In, I, I, you know, first of all, the equipment, second of all, business rates, staff, right? It is, it is an incredibly expensive endeavor, putting on television news, and making programs in house, making programs in house. This is why so many television channels do not make many programs in house. They buy programs. Um, from other content creators because it's cheaper. So GB News makes most of its programs in-house because it is a rolling news channel with uh, two-hour programs, six, seven, eight, nine, two-hour programs all day long. It's not bringing, bringing in enough money and the advertisers are boycotting it. Scores of brands refusing to advertise on the channel even though the channel is doing reasonably well in terms of its viewing figures. But advertisers saying no, we won't advertise because we disagree with some of the things being said on your channel. And this is, of course, this is the new censorship. As I've already outlined, this is how they get rid of people. Particularly people who wish to make their living by creating content and making news programmes. As I do for The Richie Allen Show. My living is dependent entirely on the generosity of my listeners, right? You know that. And that's a good thing for me because if I was depending on advertising... I wouldn't get very far for the same reasons GB News is being targeted, even though I've got nothing in common with GB News in terms of my editorial. But that's how they're going to get it in the end, free speech, absolutely. Uh, so we'll stay with the Telegraph, caught on camera, moment bear emerges from den to mall eco-activist. I'm glad this guy's alive, but this is funny. You know, a German guy was in the Carpathian Mountains in Poland. And he was trying to show how bears were abandoning the area because of logging. And he went to a lair, right? He went to a place. He went to a, what do you call where a bear lives? You wouldn't call it a den, would you? Maybe. Anyway, he went there and he was like, look what's happening here. The bears are disappearing. And out came a bear and tore the head off him. 
<laughs> oh, you shouldn't laugh. But it's funny, isn't it? Set up the cameras and everything. Look, here, the animal's lair. A bear has a lair. Was abandoned due to, to logging. We're destroying the environment and we're, we're, we're losing our bears. Out comes a bear and smacks him around the head and mauls him. And uh, he got mauled. But luckily enough, he was airlifted. And there's a quote on this story which properly made me laugh. And it's from Michael Gazowski. Michael is a spokesman for the Polish Forestry Service and he described the incident as, quote, an irony of fate. He said, pseudo-ecologists, idiots, right, were attacking foresters, mountain rescue and policemen and now these people are saving their lives, he said. Yeah, yeah. I've come here to show you how bears are abandoning their lairs. Next thing he gets half eaten by a bear. I love it. Uh, the Daily Mail, this is art. No, this is life imitating art. Did Michael Crichton write Jurassic Park? I can look this up and I'm not trying to sound like I know stuff. I read Jurassic Park, the book, the original book, before it was even on the big screen. It was an excellent book. Jurassic Park, the central premise of it is, is that a, a entrepreneur, a man with loads of money, decides to create a theme park and he, he's found dinosaur DNA in amber mines, hasn't he? And he extracts the dinosaur DNA from the amber in the film. And where there are gaps in the DNA, he fills the gaps in the dinosaur DNA with amphibian DNA. And he grows dinosaurs and he puts them in a theme park. Yeah, and of course it all goes wrong. Which is, a, it's a great thriller, the original book, to be honest. Anyway... Um, we're seeing this is happening, but not the Velociraptors and not the Tyrannosaurus Rexes, but um, more recent animals which went extinct, more recent animals that went extinct, like woolly mammoths. Daily Mail runs with this story. How woolly mammoths could be walking the earth again in five years. They died out 4,000 years ago, but colossal biosciences reckon a calf will be born by 2028 because they are rebuilding the woolly mammoth genome using samples from unearthed specimens. You see, they're finding woolly mammoth carcasses in the, is it the Arctic Circle? Is it the North Pole where the woolly mammoths uh, live? The Arctic Circle, yeah. Permafrost is melting, they're saying, right? Due to climate change. It isn't. It's all natural. Anyway, so they're finding these... Um, carcasses and they're taking some DNA and they're filling in the gaps in the DNA and this is why it's a bit like Jurassic Park with DNA from Asian elephants modern Asian elephants and they're um, going to have to coax woolly mammoth embryos into surrogate elephants and then find tribal and governmental partners willing to let the company release or rewild the woolly mammoths onto their land so they reckon they can do it but they need to get tribal and governmental permission to release or rewild woolly mammoths onto their land. So I suppose if they're finding carcasses of woolly mammoths, eventually they'll find a carcass of something much older, maybe. And maybe they'll be able to do it. I don't know. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Uh, the company has got 115 full-time scientists and 60 external collaborators. Right, dearest listener, a couple of things to tell you about. 
As, uh, thank you for listening to the papers, by the way. As Sunday Morning Melodies returns this Sunday morning, the 19th of November. It'll be live on air at 10 o'clock. Lovely, chilled out, couple of hours, bit of chat, some nice music with me. And the other important bit of information for you is something I mentioned at the conclusion of last night's Richie Allen radio show. By the way, all the Richie Allen radio shows are available on wherever you get your podcast. Right, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, wherever, right? Podomatic.com, of course, as well. But the important bit of news is, from this coming Monday, the 20th of November, the Richie Allen radio show will broadcast at the earlier time of 4pm. This is a permanent change. After five years of doing 5 to 7, I'm going back in air, and it's going to be 4pm UK time to 6pm UK time. And I think that will be the case forevermore. Okay, so starting this coming Monday, a little bit of a change. The Richie Allen Radio Show will be live at 4 o'clock UK time. Keep that in mind, all right? Very important you keep that in mind. 4 o'clock on Monday from now on in. Anyway, thank you, as I've already said, for listening to the papers. I wish you a very happy weekend. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. And if it's your thing, I hope you join me on Sunday morning for Sunday Morning Melodies. From your BBG, it is adios, arrivederci, bye.